Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott. I'm Shatay, and we're the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze Podcast, where we believe that healing and wholeness are not destinations. That's right. We believe they're a journey. And here on the Love Haze, we talk about how to navigate through it. So fear. Mm -hmm. It is natural. It is. And it's actually designed to protect us. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it may be the thing that is standing between us and our heart's desires. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we want to talk about how to dismantle fear mm-hmm. and how to just face it and do the thing anyway. Yeah. Welcome back to our Black Love Journey. Let's get right into it. Let's go. Lego. So, Mrs. Hayes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're always our lead off. Mm-hmm. Tell us how we got to this topic. Mm-hmm. There was a movie. Did you watch this movie with me? It's been mm-hmm. a while since we watched it. Wrinkle in Time. Yes, ma'am. I know that Oprah was involved in it. She's like a producer or something of it. Mm-hmm. I can't recall who's all is in it. Octavia Butler was one of the... Am I making things up? You could be. Golly. I know Oprah was in it. She was <laughs> one of the ladies. Anyways... Um, we're often like watching shows, reading books, watching movies, and then when something stands out, we're like, oh, we should unpack it. Um, and I had written this down a long time ago, and it's so interesting that it stood out to me at the moment that I wrote it down, and it feels so applicable to my life all these mm-hmm. months later, maybe even a year later. The quote from the movie itself um, is, it's okay to fear the answers, but you can't avoid them. And when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about today, I was just kind of going, we like have this brain dump of just things we can unpack together. And I read that one was like, oh, that feels like it's for me today. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. um, I thought it'd be very cathartic for us to just process out loud, you know, what this idea means, how it's showing up in our lives and how to navigate through this thing. So let's talk about fear. In your day to day, you support veterans mm-hmm. who are experiencing homelessness, who are experiencing some sort of substance abuse. Right. How have you seen in this practice or in any of your social work practice in general, how, how do you see fear show up with people? Like, what does that look like? Uh, it shows up a lot in you know, just in, in my general practice and, you know, trying to teach folks how to live life differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the folks that I serve have been doing what they've been doing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like substance use goals, as far as like being transient and being homeless. Uh, and as far as like medicating differently, um, different mental health disorders with something other than their medication. Mm. So fear a lot of times for them looks like you're asking me to do something different Mm. than the thing that I have found that may not even really be working for me. Like I may want better, Mm -hmm. but I've been doing this thing for a really long time. And the fear a lot of times for them as they, you know, you know, told me is that, I don't know what this new thing is going to look like. Yeah. Like I want, yeah, I want something better, but what if this new thing that you're asking me to try ends up not being better than what I already have going on. Mm -hmm. And so people have showed up, you know, in my practice and been able to find something that 
helps them get by. Yeah. Uh, something that makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lifestyle that doesn't have them tied to a whole bunch of responsibility. Yeah. And for some of them that has worked, it has not worked well, but it has worked. And they come in wanting better. But having a very, I think, healthy fear of things that they don't understand and are not familiar with. Yeah. You just said something that is the essence of this whole saying to me or for me in this moment. What if? Like, Mm -hmm. what if the thing doesn't work out? Mm -hmm. I see it show up and I guess I'll just share like how it's showing up for me now on our fertility journey. And we're talking about like coming to the end of our treatment and like what our next steps are. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, as long as I can remember recently when we've talked about the treatment, I've been rocking with like, I don't want to do this part of the treatment because I don't want you to have to go through another thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want you to have to do it. But when I was unpacking it in therapy, I really sat with myself and I was like, I think it's more than that. That's part of it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want you to have to go through another procedure that's invasive and costly and like the recovery time, like it will happen the third time. Yes, that is part of it. And I'm afraid to like face like what if the outcome is more disappointment. Mm -hmm. And so it's this idea of like, what if, like, what if it's more disappointment? What if I don't get what I want? What if I'm not enough in any way that fear might show up for us? Mm -hmm. What if I don't succeed? What if I'm a failure? Right. Mm -hmm. What if I'm not enough? What Mm -hmm. if, right. I don't get the thing that I really, really want. What if I get rejected? What if I get judged? What Mm -hmm. if, right. And so it really feels like, all of the what ifs and like, what do you, what do you do with all of that? You know? I mean, we, we can't spend our time on the, um, living in the what if, Mm -hmm. um, because the time that you spend in the what if and beating yourself up with all the different scenarios of how things may play out. If you put what you believe to be the correct recipe into play, it, it is time that you're not doing the actual work. Mm. And so, you know, a part of the picture that I paint for, uh, for my folks, mm-hmm. for, you know, for my veterans is that um, you're in a place where you're safe and you can try this thing, put it into practice. And even if it's something that doesn't work in this moment, then you are here and you have the support around you mm-hmm. to, you know, try something different mm-hmm. if that thing doesn't work at least for this period of time. What we want to do is spend the time that we have trying as much as we can Mm. to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, Imaginary scenarios in our heads don't don't give us a clear picture of what actually works in practice. Let me tell you what I'm an expert at. Mm -hmm. Imaginary scenarios, telling myself a story. Mm -hmm. I will work up like the most... Not the opposite of what actually is going to happen in real life. Mm-hmm. I will have to- told myself that story. Mm-hmm. I will have crafted up responses to that story yes. <laughs> and how, how I'm going to reply when you say, like, I am the queen mm-hmm. of living that life. And yeah, just getting outside of, of my head to be present and deal with the situation is, is something that I'm definitely yeah. content with. How does it show up or have you seen this show up for you at all in any way? Yeah, I think um, much the same, trying to be, um, it goes back to control, Mm. trying to be as calculated as I can, Mm. trying to be a person who has thought through every single thing that can go right and what can go wrong, Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that I cover all my bases, um, trying to be sure that I'm I'm thinking and, and being thorough 
and um, making all the right choices before I make a move. Uh, and it can it can be paralyzing uh, if you allow the think through to take over rather than allowing yourself to actually move and take action. Mm. And it showed up for me in that way in a lot of different areas of my life, just being a person who, you know, doesn't want to um, lose. Yeah. Uh, doesn't want to put too much on I, I don't gamble because I don't want to lose. Yeah. Like I scared money, safe money. Scared money don't make no money. So <laughs> don't it don't lose you none either. So you know, I, I just am am a very cautious person. Mm-hmm. Um I've I've been on a losing end of some stuff before and just not want to lose again. So Fear can overtake me in that way, and it, it takes really some determination and some release for me to be like, I am going to do this thing, mm-hmm. and it will be okay. Yeah. And much like my veterans have like a safe space where they can land, I have a safe space where I can land mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out. I have this partnership. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my faith. I have savings. I have all of those things. So if I try, if if I try something and it doesn't work then I can try something different and all is not lost. Yeah. I think the, the issue with this, you know, I think it's, it's natural to have these feelings. I think the issue is if you allow the fear to stop you, if you allow Mm -hmm. analysis paralysis, as they say, Mm -hmm. then it keeps you from what could be, well, probably what is your greater, your higher, your, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? In terms of your clients, like they're, sobriety or their freedom or their stability. Um, in our case, my mom was like, girl, stop being scared and go get your babies. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it could keep us if, you know, if I allowed the fear to stop me from actually turning over every stone, which is what we want to do. It could keep you from like, whatever it is to your point in the intro, your heart's desires. And so, yes, we should absolutely be confronting our fears, but Mr. Mental health professional, like Mm -hmm. what is the haze of that? Like how? How are you supposed to just, it's easy to say, confront your fear. It is, um, for most folks and for me, it's, it's the, the devil I don't know versus the devil I know. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. So I know what it feels like when I have this formula, even if that formula is something that has hurt me ultimately in the, uh, long run, or if I'm just familiar, familiar with failing in this way, but being functional, yeah. I have very many, um, functional addicts on my case, mm-hmm. folks who have been able to have marriages, build lives, have homes, all of those things, and have lost those things at some point, but are trying to figure out ways to where they can still use, go back to functioning and just not lose as much as mm-hmm. they have in the past. Mm-hmm. And for them, like the idea of having to talk through their feelings mm-hmm. rather than medicate them, you know, having to actually have conversations with like their partners and their children about the things that they experienced in war. Um, mm-hmm. It is the idea of that and perhaps being viewed as less of a man or mm-hmm. less of a woman or less of a functioning adult to say that I have this mental health thing going on with me that sometimes 
causes crippling effects in my life or Mm -hmm. sometimes I need help with. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea of having to do that is much scarier for them rather than it is to go and smoke and just feel better. Yeah. To not have the flashbacks. Right. So it is. I, I know what it feels like when I go sneak off and I get high and I feel better, at least for a little while. I don't know what it's going to look like if I tell my partner that um, I had this flashback and, um, you know, I felt like I wanted to hurt myself or I wanted to hurt other people in the home. You know, they rather pack that thing down than the fear of the unknown of how my my partner or my children will respond if they know this thing about me. Yeah. Yeah. So the the self-medicating, the abuse Mm -hmm. is the avoidance, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think we all have a version of that. It just might not be as, you know, physically self like harm, harmful, but, you know, um, just putting it off as like, oh, we're not going to do it because. Uh, concern from our partner mm-hmm. is avoidance, right? Yeah. Just like anything that keeps us from facing it. The haze, um, I think on my end with like confronting it is the amount of this, it's the lack of control. Mm-hmm. Like you, you said that it is the discomfort of like, I am, I'm having to trust something beyond my control. Yeah. Um, I'm having, it just, it just, the feeling of fear itself is a haze. It's like, it's just scary. And I think the more that you confront it, I think the more you just build those muscles and it becomes, I don't want to necessarily say it becomes easier because I've faced a lot of fears over my lifetime and there is still this like thunderous heart beating (laughs) in my chest every every single time Mm -hmm. like and i'm i'm someone who was like performed in front of like tens of thousands of people Mm -hmm. and that feeling of just like uh right Mm -hmm. your your heart about to come out of your chest every single time before i go on stage or before i do anything that's scary it is still there so i have worked up the muscle to be able to just like use that almost like i'm going to do it anyways. But something about, I don't know if it's like just being older and having lived through so much of it where I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm tired. I'm tapping out or mm-hmm. <laughs> the stakes are higher here. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, I know what's on the other side of a beating heart like that in terms of performance. I know that high of fulfillment. I know that just like a, the rush of, of just, I don't know. There's like a zone that almost is like a quiet even out on the other side of yeah. of that heartbeat. But this feels almost petrifying because I've mm. remembered, you know, the disappointments before or yeah, it's just the stakes are higher. And so it just feels harder. I think also there is a, a fear of being seen, right? What if they see me? Mm-hmm. Um, and not only what if they see me, what if they see me like not be great at this? Mm-hmm. Um, for me as a man in particular, it is what if, what if they see me not be perfect at mm-hmm. this thing? Or um, with people who know you and love you and respect you for the successes that you've had and um even I, I hate hearing people say like couple goals when they mention us mm. and that's so triggering for me. Yeah. Um, all of those things, because what if, what if we face a challenge in this marriage and this doesn't look like couple goals, 
Um, what if we meet something that um, is bigger than us? Uh, what if I show up in this space and uh, you see me as uh, less than perfect or I, I don't navigate it in a way that's great and reflects all the therapy that I've been in? And I'm having to learn to re- to release those fears mm-hmm. and to understand that, you know, my um, success is in being a person who is not afraid, uh, does not let fear control my decision mm-hmm. to, you know, step out on faith and just do the thing. Mm-hmm. There will be times when you see me not navigate the journey the best, mm-hmm. but I'm still navigating the journey. Mm-hmm. That is what um, being in the game is all about. It is understanding that you will meet with success and you will meet with um, failure and you will meet with mm-hmm. those things that are just kind of like, I just made it, but I don't want to spend my entire life in the mode of just surviving through things. There is life and there is love and there are so many things that are there for us to accomplish um, that require us to step out and not know um, the ultimate outcome. Mm-hmm. We just have to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. I hear you. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. let's talk about how. Let's talk about how to navigate <laughs> it. Like Again, it's easy to be like, yeah, just do it. Feel the fear and just do it. That requires some sort, like, how can we equip people? I think... One of the things I've been reflecting on as um, you've been talking is like, how was I able to, one, even I had basically support to process through it. I recognize, and I think it's a a moment of growth for me to even acknowledge that, like, actually, let me be honest and say that there is something else here, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's huge for me Mm because I could have just been like, no, I don't want to, and just really written hard on the fact that I don't want you, it's you, right? Not Mm -hmm. me. But there was growth in being like, no, actually, it's me, right? Yes. One, and then I've been thinking about your saying, catch it, check it, change it. And so I was able to process, did I say it right? Mm-hmm. You did. I'm so <laughs> proud of you, actually. <laughs> I was thinking like, ooh, how do I say it correctly? That took some intention. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know. Um, to be able to have support to catch it, to, to catch the fact that it's actually fear that I'm experiencing mm-hmm. here. To check it, right? And I did that in therapy, <laughs> the process through, like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. What do we do when fear like this comes up, right? Like, just be able to process that and to change it. Quite honestly, the change is really just to move forward, like, despite that I, I the, despite feeling this way. But are there any anything else you can think of to add in terms of how we can actually help people push past it, confront the fear, maybe even use it? Um, in the situation instead of I think that that, uh, normalizing fear as a part of any process Mm -hmm. like it is human to feel fear Mm -hmm. it is human to have some anxiety around and um, being able to feel your feels is okay yeah I have so many of my folks who write these perfect recovery plans that involve total avoidance Mm. right um, one of the big things, especially in recovery culture, is you know I'm gonna uh, avoid people, places, and things. Mm-hmm. Those old hangout 
people mm-hmm. that you know we're still using all that kind of stuff i'm not gonna be around them mm-hmm. right i'm not gonna go to those places that i used to hang out you know and wherever i used to hang out and where i used to get high mm-hmm. right i'm gonna stay away from those things that make me want to get high but those all involve like avoidance mm-hmm. and we have to understand that we at some point we will run into the thing that mm-hmm. we have been desperately trying to run away from yeah Right. And when I have a plan for what I'm going to do when I run into that thing, that is much better than saying that my only plan is to avoid it and never see it again. Yeah. I can run into that thing and have the fear of it. Right. Have a healthy fear of it. And that fear causes me to have a plan for what I'll do when I feel the way that I feel. Mm -hmm. Something that makes me continue to to know that I have everything I need inside of me to keep Mm -hmm. pushing. Mm -hmm. Right. That I can do this, Mm -hmm. that I've been here before and I have a plan. I can navigate through this journey. So accepting fear for what it is and not something that we need to run away from is a big part of being able to navigate. Mm-hmm, for me, mm-hmm. just knowing that fear is a part of doing this work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to change something, fear is going to be a part of it. And fear is okay. That's that's very true. That reminds me, um, part of my therapy session that helped me with the change it part of that framework was reframing the idea of fear. Like mm-hmm. you were just saying, um, Westbrook, who y'all have seen on episode, what was that, 48? Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, was saying like fear... I assign this negative feeling or this negative meaning to fear. And she was Mm -hmm. like, it actually doesn't even have to be that. She was like, some of it is probably fear as in like afraid of failure or afraid of the rejection or afraid of the disappointment. But she's like, it also could be just a little bit of like excitement, like nervous anxiety, like excited energy. Mm -hmm. And she was like, just sit and think about like actually how you feel in your gut and like, if some of that is probably excitement. And she was absolutely right about that, that it wasn't all doom and gloom. It wasn't all dread. It was, Mm -hmm. there was some positive emotion in that. And just the, and I just bottled it up with like this negative fear and that, that I wanted to avoid, but actually, you know, leaned in a little bit more, got a little closer. It was like, actually, you know, I'm ready for it. You know, it'll help us too to reframe in that way. Like if my anxiety is more about like, what they finna do to celebrate me, Shawty, because I'm about to win. <laughs> like, what parade gonna look yeah, like? Yeah. You know? So if we can, you know, change that, and it 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 comes from, like, being able to dismantle and kill that, that part of us that believes that we lose more than we win. Yeah. You know, I'm, I win. I'm a winner. So what what is the celebration gonna look like? My anxiety is around, like, what they gonna do different this time to celebrate this win mm-hmm. for me? Is it that now, or that's what you aspire to be? That that is what I aspire to be, and that is what I centered like my um, affirmations around. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be a win, mm-hmm. you know. And what they gonna do to celebrate me, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. when the, when that fear creeps in, that is doom and gloom, I actively fight against it. Mm-hmm. 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 I have to. Yeah, that's important. So what lessons mm-hmm. have you learned around fear, confronting fear? Um, some of the biggest lessons is just like as it relates to fear, sometimes I I am um I I set the thermostat. Mm-hmm. I get to decide, you know, what how it will be interpreted mm-hmm. and the lens if it if fear will be the lens that I view 
the next step in my journey through. Because fear can be there, but it does not have to be the lens that I view the next step in my journey through. I choose to view it through a lens of um, victory and purpose. Mm. Uh, I know that I am stepping into my purpose when I, you know, acknowledge that fear is there and I choose to do the thing anyway. Yeah. I know that it is a step towards my purpose work, whether it's towards impact. In my mind, sometimes I want to believe that I am impacting the world and impacting community. But we've said before, sometimes when we listen back to these episodes, it is that it is impacting us. It is a word that I believe that our higher power has given to us to prepare us for the next step. And that's a part of the reason why I don't worry that much anymore about how many people are listening here. If it is just helping us, you know, then that's cool, too. Then well done. Well done. What about for you? Also really cool that our babies will have like this time capsule conversations from us, Mm -hmm. which is kind of dope, too. So for me, the lessons learned... I'm processing actively now in the moment. It feels like, I guess the biggest lesson is that the the fear does not go away. Like it doesn't diminish, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all the, and I guess because we evolve and it's not like we're doing the same new thing over and over. So if I were constantly just doing the same thing, I heard Beyonce say once before, like after a while, like going on tour, it starts to feel boring to her. But mm-hmm. I imagine at some point there was this like anxiety and fear and nervousness around like, will mm-hmm. they receive me? Well, how will it go? But now it's just like, it's not new anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the fact that the the fear will, will never go anywhere, hopefully, if we continue to do new things. So mm-hmm. that's the first lesson. Fear is not going anywhere. Two, I think what I'm learning is that my response to fear can even change and shift as I grow, as I evolve. That's something I think I didn't expect. As I get wiser, it's interesting that um, I guess I'm not as fearless as I was when Mm -hmm. I was in my 20s. I've I've done a lot of reflecting over a younger me and I'm I'm like in awe of her, like Mm -hmm. her fearlessness, like who moves across the country by themselves. To go after a dream that she knows no one in her life has done, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with limited resources and like $300 in a savings, mm-hmm. a car that was like on its last leg, no internets or laptop, <laughs> <No> you know, <laughs> it's just like who the audacity yeah. of her and the fact that I've just, you know, um, yeah, as I've gotten older, it's kind of like I've not been as keen to make take risks as big as that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one, that the fear never goes away and that even my response to fear shifts as I change. Wow. I really respect that, the audacity of her. Don't we all want to tap into that type of, like, you know, that youthful yeah. audacity to where we would just do the thing? Just out here. Yeah. Just... But I I still can go back and, you know, what propels me past the fear now is still that understanding that I got to. And I I imagine that it prepared you and um, equipped you to be able to take those big leaps where you knew that there was a place for you to land. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We talked about uh, in one of our past episodes about, you know, um, having the safety of being able to return to our parents home, Mm -hmm. even when we felt like Mm -hmm. failures. Mm -hmm. Like there's if I leap. I have 
established a safe mm-hmm. place for me to land. Yeah. Uh, even if I don't land in the way that I want to land or if it doesn't work out in the way that I want it to, I have built up some some equity mm-hmm. in a safe space yeah. to where I can afford to take this leap. I can do this thing and I'll be okay. And to have the the unmitigated gall <laughs> to jump out there and just do the thing and believe that I'm going to be okay. I think that's amazing. That that that's true. I did have I didn't know that if it didn't work out, I could always go back to Houston to my parents' home. Mm-hmm. I did have some mm-hmm. family there, like my grandfather's family was there and um I had people to check on me. So it yeah. wasn't like I was out there completely alone. So yeah, I had a yeah. safety net, I guess. Yeah. Not not in resources though. It wasn't like if this don't work out, then I can fall back on like yeah. you know, m- my parents, anything. It was it was still like I was going to have to start over somewhere. Yeah. But I had the support in the community and the love I needed if that didn't work out. Which, you know, um, yeah, I left maybe four and a half years after that. Went yeah. back to my mama's house. Mm-hmm. But I can there. also acknowledge that it's it's a new level for us too. Like yeah. it, it is the consideration of like when I leap and this is the real life, you know, application for me. If mm-hmm. I leap, it impacts more than just me in this mm-hmm. season in my life. Mm-hmm. It impacts this household and that impacts our family's finances, all of those things. So we consider those things more than yeah. we did, you know, when yeah. we were in our twenties and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm responsible for some stuff. Around here, <laughs> exactly. You know, That's true. That's very, very, very true. And I think that that's normal and that's okay as well. Like we have grown. So I want to be able to tap into a little bit of that Mm -hmm. audacity, Mm -hmm. but you know, Mm -hmm. it'd be smart too. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, any other thoughts on how we navigated or Mm -hmm. other things that have come up for you as it relates to fear? No, I just, I, this was helpful. Like help me get it out. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a person that likes to process things out loud maybe a couple times if I'm being mm-hmm. honest before it's like completely out of my system. Mm-hmm. And so having it, you know, talked it over in therapy, talked it over with my mama mm-hmm. and then talking it out here, I talked to you about it and then, you know, just processing it in this space. I think it's- had to be in the number. Yeah. You might've been third. No, you're always <laughs> like, like, can, can I process something with you? Like literally you're the first yeah. person always. So. Um, for me, I think the, the other part that I always have to throw in is just the, for me, it is the difference between learning <clears throat> how to survive things and learning how to lean into thriving. Mm. Um, we can just survive things. We can have a formula that, uh, centers on fear that hopefully we can just survive yeah. another time. But I think, um, disarming fear and doing the thing anyway helps us um, navigate to thrivership and towards the abundance in the life that we uh, are supposed to be living Mm -hmm. and the things that um, can be there for us. Mm, Yeah. All that said, it's time for music for the moment. Turn up. Uh, I'm changing mine Mm. at the last minute. So I had been rocking with uh, Fear by Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I don't have like a relationship with that song for real. Mm-hmm. I just looked it up and it was like, oh, I like Kendrick and the song go- is appropriate. So I think it's worth an honorable mention. But what I'm really feeling in my spirit most at this moment is Dwelle. Like mm-hmm. I just woke up with Dwelle in my spirit and 
I really just want to add him to the playlist. <laughs> and the song that keeps resonating for me is Open Your Eyes. And I know it's, that song feels more like a love song. And he's like, let me show you, like, open your eyes. But it really can relate, be relevant to this conversation around fear. It's just like the whole idea of catch it, check it, change it. You see how I just actively slow down to say it? But like opening your eyes to like, okay, what is happening to you? Acknowledging this fear, you know, and like mm-hmm. trying to usher towards a different outcome or an openness to something different and not mm-hmm. letting the fear of whatever, mm-hmm. right? keep you stuck in the stuck place. And so yeah. I choose Dwale. Open your eyes. What's your song? Uh, come on, pivot away from yeah. what you said in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mine is going to be King Combs, Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Can't Stop, Won't Stop, Bad Boy. I like that little yeah. song. I do too. Yeah, yeah remade it, that yeah. song and everything. Yeah. And it's, it's a bop. Yeah, As the children say, it's a bop. <laughs> um, but really just this idea like, no matter what, man, can't stop, won't stop. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and that's what I have to tell myself. Like, if 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 I allow fear to take a hold, then I will stop. Mm. And there are things that I'm supposed to be doing right now. Mm. So, can't stop, won't stop. King Combs, that's the groove. Turn up already. All right. Well, this has been a very cathartic conversation, as I said. Very helpful. Process all out. See what y'all y'all could be doing in therapy if you find yourself <laughs> a therapist. Um, but if you're joining from, where are we, babe? <laughs> YouTube. Please uh, like we and subscribe. Everywhere. Yeah, we are. Please like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, leave us some comments. Share with your friends. Um, and if you're joining from everywhere else, iHeart, Amazon, Spotify, uh, Podchaser, I don't even know. I know I'm forgetting mm-hmm. Apple, Google, all the places. You can follow us. You can like our episodes. Share with your friends, y'all. Um, and let's just affirm and empower the wholeness of our community together, right? Mm-hmm. And like we always say, life will life. You know? Uh, life will always present you with a haze, but we have everything we need, every single thing, to navigate through it. Absolutely, we do. And uh, no matter what, we're down to take this journey together. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, navigate it as a group. You are not alone. Um, <laughs> that's, that's song number three. <laughs> Join us next time, y'all. We'll take this journey together. We appreciate y'all. Peace. Hello.